Hey everyone and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. Like always, y'all, let's get this out the way. If you want to be on the show, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to hire me for any um, of your speaking needs or just to be on your show, go ahead and reach out to me at Speaks at gmail.com. That is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E. AKS. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at the same name. Also, my book is on Amazon, or you can go to thespeakupbook.com to order Speak Up, which is going to be your winning strategies for effective public speaking and in making a profit in doing so. So now that that's all out the way, let's go ahead and introduce who we have right now. We have Junette Otto, and she was born in Middlesburg, South Africa. She has been married to Christopher Otto for the past 13 years, and they are blessed with two children. She has a diploma in business management and is a successful business owner. She is a motivational speaker and a certified relationship workshop facilitator. She was also the host of her own marriage show on Greater Middlesburg FM called Till Death Do Us Part. No, I'm sorry, excuse me. Till Death Do Us Part. Yeah. She was an occasional guest speaker on different radio shows and at several women's events. Junette Otto is passionate about God and obtained her diploma in ministry. She is also an author and her passion to host events to inspire and empower married couples and women. She is the founder of a nonprofit organization called Women of Wisdom that aims to motivate, teach, and encourage women how to become the ultimate better half in their marriages. So y'all, now let's welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks, Miss Junette Otto. Hi, Yolanda. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it and I feel really honored. And uh, to your listeners, uh, thank you so much that I am able to speak to you today. Now it is an honor and I'm blessed. I'm really, really blessed by just being here today. Oh, thank you. Um, Again, thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day way over there in Africa. As uh, the listeners know, I'm over here in, in Virginia. So we're a little ways apart. <laughs> We're a little yes, ways we are. But so yeah, I do thank you for for spending time with me um, this morning for me, um, evening for you. So I would love for you to um, tell the audience who you are in your own words. Like, what do you do? Who you are? Okay, great. Uh, as uh, you mentioned, uh, Yolanda mentioned that I am a. I'm a pastor also, and I'm passionate about God, and then I'm married with two kids. And I also, I normally call myself, I'm a wife coach also. So I help women who struggles in their marriages. And it's exciting for me. I love changing lives and seeing 
people get transformed not only changing uh, motivated and inspired but i actually love helping people uh see helping themselves transforming their lives and their marriages so i love working with married women so if you are listening and you're married and you're going through some stuff in your marriage uh i'm here for full support and i'm really um I really enjoy how I, I would really love to work with you and help you in reaching the goal of having having a successful marriage. What is um your definition of successful marriage? I feel like success is different in everybody's mind. So whatever it is, it's personal to everyone, whatever success is. So what is your definition of a successful marriage for you? Um, my definition of successful successful marriage would be like uh, we don't say we don't argue anymore, but learning and growing in marriage where you come to a point where even you have a disagreement with your spouse, you still have the courage to discuss it, talk about it, and get it over and done, and not go sleep angry. Yeah, just working through your problems that arises, the problems that and the disagreement, disagreement that might always pop up, being able to work through it and still be happy not feeling like divorcing because that's what i went through my husband would hear every first every second day when we just got married that i'm going to divorce i want a divorce i'm going to file a divorce whenever he does something that uh wasn't pleasing to me mm. so in uh over the years i've grown so much in marriage that i can actually say that i've passed those stages we still disagree but i'm willing to say let's uh, let's talk and let's work it out so that for me is a success what do you uh, what have you found when talking to um, talking to people is their biggest hang up when it comes to making their marriage work people normally struggle but uh, they will always always tell me that, that it's so difficult mostly women will tell me I'm always the one that needs to start a conversation when there's a problem we don't talk to each other for days I am the one that have to say let's talk and they will most most of them will tell me like I'm tired of starting the conversation he can see that things are wrong things are not going well in our marriage but he will never start talking to him it's like normal he doesn't um, uh, make the first move I always have to make the first move by starting the conversation and women normally complain about it what do you say to what do you say to that woman uh i say to them you know what sometimes um men and women will create we, we are different human beings god created us completely different so we don't think the same so we don't react the same what uh, sometimes you may find that you are upset about something that your husband doesn't even know about mm-hmm. so now you want him you expect him to talk about it but he's not even aware of the problem or he's not even aware that you you might be upset about what he said or something that he did right so, so you you, you have those you have the people who are like but why are why are they not aware of what they did so now they don't want to talk to the person because they're like well they should have known what they did exactly they, they actually sometimes, most of them that I discover, they expect their spouses to be like mind readers. And I always tell them that your husband can never read your mind. Don't expect him to read your mind. You need to, you need to have a conversation with him. You need to communicate and let him know what, what actually bothers you or what he did or in whatever way he might have taken you. 
Wow. How important is communication in a relationship? Communication is very important in a relationship because if I don't speak to my husband about the things that he did or might have said, then how is he going? How are we going to work on it? How is he going to know? First of all, if he doesn't know, then we cannot talk about it. If he doesn't know, we cannot look or find a solution to the problem. So you need to communicate, and it's also important for him to communicate back to you. Ooh. So it's very, very important. I agree. I'm, I'm someone who, I'm a communicator. So I, I feel like I am the, I'm the one who will start the conversation all the time. And I'm somebody who will talk. I'm not a, I'm, I'm past the point in my life where I'm just going to yell, you know. But we can sit down at the table, on the couch, on the floor, it doesn't matter, and have a conversation about what, I, you know, uh, upset me or what I was displeased about. Um, in a calm manner and I think that's what gets people is when you can actually talk to them in a calm manner they don't sometimes know how to react to that because they're so used to some people like just yelling so now they're like I don't know how to take it because we're just actually having a conversation about something that you didn't care for that the other person done you know it's 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 I love it like because I am a fan of not going to bed uh, angry um, talk about talk about not going to bed angry and not going to bed mad and why you shouldn't do that or if you shouldn't do that. Okay, for me, one of the reasons it's because um, I have a relationship with God and also this is one of the teachings that the Bible teaches me. It's a verse that actually says in the Bible, do not let a sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that when you don't speak about your problem immediately and you go angry to bed, it's like you marinate whatever happened and then and then add up more things you know sometimes we don't want to talk we go sleep angry you wake up in the morning it does something else on top of that thing so Mm. now you double angry (laughs) so it is very important to just talk before you sleep and you never know what might happen because life is not guaranteed to anybody absolutely so absolutely absolutely so what do you say to the woman or or man also whatever who is like I don't want to talk right now because I'm so angry. But it's like we, but we know. I, you know, what I'm saying they need to have. We, you and I know that they need to have a conversation. But they're like, I don't want to because I'm so angry, and I don't want to say something that I um, won't be able to take back. Awesome! I love the question. Very, very true. I always tell um, the girls or the ladies that never try to have a conversation or to have a solution or to try and communicate to your husband when you're angry. Like you said earlier, I love it, you said you just have the calm conversation with your husband. Mm-hmm. So it's senseless to actually go speak to him while you, you are angry and you are worked up because you are definitely, you are a human being, you're going to say things that you might regret. So I would say just cool off and yeah, do it when you are not angry. Once you feel like the storm has laid down, you're not that angry anymore towards them, and you can actually speak to them in a calm manner. That's the time you should actually communicate to them. So yeah, your timing should be perfect. Never speak to, never try to communicate when you're angry. It's it might end up in a worse disaster than it was before. Well, then how does that go hand in hand with you know not going to bed angry? <laughs> Good question. Also, 
what I should say is, or what I can say is, when you're angry, you don't communicate. But at least what you should do is calm down. So you, you might not be angry anymore, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to talk. Yeah, it's like when you're angry, you don't talk to him. You wait and you calm down. And if it's right before bedtime that you had an argument, then I believe you're going to have to try and maybe just go have some, take a walk and cool off because it is very important. Even though uh, um, it's important to take a walk or cool off, whatever will get you out of that mind space or out of that anger, it's important to do that because now we said to not let the sun go down on your anger. So don't go sleep angry. It's very important. Just take a walk, make yourself a cup of tea, drink water, take drink deep breaths or to do some breathing exercises it will come make you calm down and then address the issue if you still don't feel like addressing the issue at least make it that 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 uh, anger the the anger to, to, to calm down so if you're in a calmer voice then you can just maybe go to them because now you're no longer angry even if you still feel like you're not going to talk you just make them you you you, you show them that you're not angry and you just tell them that you become the the certified uh relationship person but what made you go in this direction uh, um actually they say uh, uh i always say to people that god took, took my mess and he turned it into a message mm-hmm. i was married for five years six years in and i wasn't happy I was just in the marriage because of the incident that happened. It was a family feud between my in-laws and myself. And I felt like uh, my husband left me in the lunch. We were actually, we just got married. And I was pregnant with my last son. He's now 14. And I got assaulted by my, my, my husband's aunt. And she was actually his favorite aunt. So it happened that the, the police went to go make an arrest. And I was with them. So they wanted me to come with them and I wanted my husband to come with me so he told me that he's not going with me so in that way I it built anger and resentment I thought that my husband would never be able to stand up for me his family is more important to me and this made me a very resentful woman wife in my marriage so we were just married when married when that happened so continuing to the marriage every time you have a fight I will tell him you will never stand up for me uh, I believe that some Somehow in the near future, you are going to leave me in the lunch. I always had that fear in the mm. back of my mind that I need to become independent. And I did. Started working for myself. I had a job, a good paying job and stuff like that because I had it in the back of my mind. This guy is going to leave me in the lunch one day. And because of that unresolved issues and unforgiveness because of the incident, I carried that in my marriage for that five to six years. And I was very disrespectful to my husband. I didn't mind the way I was speaking to him. I would humiliate him in front of people. And then uh, in the sixth year of my marriage, I was about to give up because there was no hope for us. I, I told myself, it's pointless staying in a marriage that you're not happy. And I had an aunt who would speak 
to a husband in a very rude way and I used to tell myself one day when I'm big I don't want to be that type of woman I don't want to treat my husband anyway mm-hmm. and in my first year of marriage I realized that I was actually the same person that my aunt was I was treating him, uh, my husband badly and I was disrespectful towards him and that made me want to make a decision to ask are you going to stay in this marriage or are you going to work on the marriage and um, to make a long story short God sent someone my way. It was a friend, but he happened to be a pastor. We grew up together, and we were friends. So he decided to come and come and visit at my house. He lived in a different state, and I said, "No, it's fine. You can come and visit." At first, I didn't want him to come and visit, but God used that man to to come into my our life, in my life. And he he had to ask me one question because he could see that it was tense. The marriage was uh, falling apart, and because he was my friend, I. was honest to him and because he, he, he was a pastor he asked me do you believe that God cannot save your marriage and I was like no this marriage is broken there's no love and it sends us to stay then he said I just want you to ask me this I, I just want you to answer to me is there anything to to, uh, to go is there anything too hard for God that he cannot do and I said no God can do anything but this version is like no 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 it doesn't help you say God can do anything but you don't want to tell me that if God can save your marriage and then he asked me why don't you just give God a try and I'm like ah let me just give it a try I first didn't want to but I decided let me give God a try and I decided to he helped me I decided to give God a try and I actually started praying for my husband and for forgiveness because I had to go through the forgiveness uh, process and I mentioned his name I mentioned the incident what happened and how hurt I was and how he made me feel in the, the prayer and I asked God God please come and take the anger the resentment and the pain uh, away and give me a happy and a healthy marriage and um, it was amazing because now what happened is the prayers I started praying and I could see changes in my life and I asked I had to change my prayer from because I saw that my husband needed change I always wanted to fix it and I started praying and said God please change me and I realized that I needed some change in me because I was a horrible wife but I also had a epiphany one night I was sleeping and my husband was sleeping next to me and I was busy with my bible reading and uh, praying and then it was like a a video that played before me and it was like how I treated my husband how I disrespected him and I started crying I said sorry and I woke him up and I was like I'm so sorry and I apologize and he asked me sorry for what and I said for the way I've treated you for the way I've been disrespectful towards you and stuff like that uh, I never allowed you to lead I always wanted to have the last say and I oh, I wanted to be in charge and I apologize and he said no I forgave you a long time ago and I realized the prayer that I prayed saying God change me then God realized and said oh she actually knows that she needs the change to change also and that's when I started to actually have a change in my life and every time my husband would speak out uh I used to be like not consulting I just make decisions I buy stuff and inform him afterwards and then he would start telling me but you didn't ask me you know just informing me and I would apologize and I started changing my ways and I started rethinking before I answer him normally I would just you know <laughs> explode but uh as time it it was difficult at first because he would say something and then the voice inside of me would say are you going to make him say that to you and i decided to it was difficult at first sometimes i would go into the room and just cry because 
him back and I so desperately wanted to answer, answer him but it was amazing how God started to change in my life and it actually happened that one guy also told me when I one day I cried before now I started with a journey to forgive and I cried and this one guy was actually adventurous I told him I think this marriage is so difficult I don't want to be here anymore and this man told me that you know what sometimes before God changes your situation he needs to change you Because that, that's good. Because I want you to talk a little bit about to the single woman. I know you do, you know, married couples, but I would like, yes. I would love for you to talk to the single woman about what they, what should a marriage be, or what's the the thoughts on marriage? Because I know a lot of people who are single are like, I don't want to get married. I don't, I don't like marriage. I don't, I don't like the institution mm-hmm. of marriage. Um, what do you say to that single, that single woman? Uh, yes, I agree with you. A lot of people don't want to get married because of the negativity that's going around in marriages. They actually witness their aunts, they witness their parents' marriages, and some people just decide, I never want to get married. But I would say to them, marriage is a beautiful union, especially if you have God in the center of your marriage. Because I believe that He is the creator of marriage. And without Him, you cannot survive in marriage. Because remember, He says that we must love our neighbors as, our, as we love ourselves. But when you get, So when you get married or decide to get married one day, this should be in your mind that your husband is not just your husband, but is also your neighbor. And you should love him just like you love yourself. So you need to first start to love yourself and then you will be ready for marriage. Because if you don't have self-love, then you are just gonna get married to somebody that you know doesn't treat you well. And that is why marriages end up in divorces. Because we, our women or our young ladies or the, the unmarried women, the single ladies, doesn't have self-love for themselves. And you dating a guy that doesn't treat you well, that maybe beats you up, and when he asks you to get married, you're thinking that you will change. You will never change. Marriage, marriage will not change you. That's why it starts with self-love. So when you get into the marriage, you learn to also love your neighbor like you love yourself because you learn to love yourself. And then you're going to have a great marriage, of course, with God in the center of it because we cannot exclude him from this union. Absolutely. So is there um, something that the single woman... That's what we're talking to the single woman, right? That the single woman can do yes. to prepare for marriage. 
yes i believe that if you are single and you want to get married or planning to get married that you should go for premarital counseling we always skip the step we just want the wedding ring which is one the wedding gown and we want the beautiful day but after that it's real marriage and then you are going to face challenges in your marriage it's going to look like i don't know this man so it's very very important that you go for pre-marital counseling with your spouse so that you can decide if this is the person that i really want to spend the rest of my life with because marriage should be forever so pre-marital counseling will give you the guide it will actually tell you that this is the person you should get married or it, it guides you in a way where you think so once i'm married i'm gonna have to do that to my husband i must be submiss- submissive oh no so then you don't have to do it but it will prepare you and it will also give you like a guide what is expected from you as a wife and what is expected from the husband okay so i want you to talk about women of wisdom women of wisdom the ngo yeah the women of wisdom what what is what is that how does that how did that get created your nonprofit organization. Okay. This was created in the time when God was actually fixing me as a wife, where I was um, spending time with God because now I wanted to change and I wanted to be a better wife to my husband. And it was then during those times when I actually got this, this revelation that it was like God was telling me there's a lot of women like you they don't have the wisdom i've given you the wisdom now how to be a wife or a good wife to your husband because um the bible says who, who, he who finds a wife finds a good thing so i wasn't a good thing to my husband i was breaking him down i was calling him names but now i i gained wisdom through this restoration session of mine with god to my in my marriage and i wanted to, 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 to actually convey those wisdom to the ladies. I wanted this ladies that I was meeting with also to understand what is a wise woman because the Bible says in Proverbs 14 verse 1, a wise woman builds a house but a foolish one plucks it down or tears it down with her hands. And that is where the name came and where the NGO started in 2013. And I actually had this group of women at my house where we met uh, once once every month and this woman actually uh yeah they are in my community my local community so i was working with this woman and that's how the name came through the wisdom i received and that's why it was it is actually called women of wisdom women of wisdom we're gonna talk really quickly about um the importance of god in your marriage as being the center or the or even uh, of your marriage why is that why was that important for you i realized that i cannot be submissive if i am not um if i don't have a relationship with god because if i have a relationship with god i will read his word and i will do what the word of god expects from me so the only way I believe that my marriage was going to work is that if I really have 
a, a true relationship with God and if I really want to honor God and I really want to do what his word tells me to do and uh, I also realized that I've tried so many things I went to people uh, people that was not even married or people that was themselves in miserable marriages women that was themselves in miserable marriages for advice and they would give me the wrong advice but once when I, once I started um, turning to God it was when I saw the true changes in my marriage because I realized that change needed to start with me and when you have God in your life or uh, you you honor him as your father or your king and then you would want to please him and in this way you, you know that um, you should be submissive as, uh, as the Bible says and also you would take uh, the scriptures into consideration like Proverbs 31 that says that uh, you should be the, the Proverbs 31 woman um, her husband she, she she's her husband's crown yeah and if you're not a crown then you 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 the, the, the unwise woman actually causes decay in his bones so yeah we need God because it's the only way we will get an insight of what a wise woman is well, when it comes to, you know, that word submissive is really um, a lot a big reason why a lot of single women are like, I'm not about to get married because I'm not about to be submissive to nobody. And nobody telling me what to do, how to do, when to do, um, just because, you know, whatever. So talk about the word submissive and what it actually means. Okay, so uh, to me, submissive means just fulfilling my role as a wife and as a mother in the household. We are the auto household. I need to cook for my husband. I need to, 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 to listen to him. I need to allow him to lead, not to walk over me and be his doormat. We need to discuss things together and I need to respect him. For me, that is submissive. Not to say that my husband is going to say to me today, come and say, let's, let's sell the car and, and you know, like foolish decisions, and then I agree to it. That's not being submissive. It doesn't make me unsubmissive if I tell him, no, you know what? I, I beg to differ. I don't uh, agree with your decision. I don't agree with what you want us to do now, and give him a valid reason why not. So people think that when you are submissive, you just have to do what your husband say. You have to listen to him all the time. It's good, but if your husband doesn't uh, uh, um, come up with a good uh, idea of what good advice or he wants to make a decision that might cause your family to struggle then as a wife it doesn't make you disrespectful if you tell him uh, and give him a valid reason why you think you shouldn't go forward with his plans or what, whatever decision he he wants you to take but I believe it's, 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 it's teamwork it's not coming only from the husband and yeah because submissive means respect your husband and yeah most of all it's respect and that's what they want see i'm a big fan when it comes to a relationship being teamwork because you have some it just depends on where you whatever works for your relationship works for your relationship works for your marriage and it's like it's no one right way or one wrong way to do your marriage, just your marriage, your relationship, because you know you have this the people who are like I I'm going to cook, serve, clean, whatever. I'm going to do all the roles, um, or whatever. 
And then you have the others, and you're like, hey, we're going to make this a teamwork. We're going to cook together, or we take turns, or we're going to clean together, or we're, you know, it's whatever works for your marriage, your relationship. Because what one person will do, the uh, you know what I'm saying, it, it wouldn't work in the dynamic of another relationship. So I don't want people just thinking it's just, it's only one way. Right? Would you agree with that? I agree with you 100% because we are not the same. We have different personalities. So it might clash when uh, somebody else's husband expected to cook and while others enjoy it or it's, it, it adds more value to the marriage when we do it together. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So I would like you to let the listeners know how they can get in contact with you if you have anything coming up. Um, the whole nine yards, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay, um, I've got, I'm on Facebook. I've got two Facebook groups. Uh, the one's name is Jeanette Auto Inspiring and Changing Lives for Married Women. That's where I do my motivations and share my videos or go live on. And the other Facebook group is Women in Marriage. I also share content and motivation and yeah I, I also have sometimes challenges on those groups also that I just engage with the women there. Then I also have a website. Um a website address. I'm not sure but I think if you can put in Jeanette Auto Inspiring and Changing Lives website you will get it because I don't have the website address now. I also have a website and where I have my book available on the website um actually my story ended up where i actually wrote a book so this book is available on it's an ebook it's available on amazon as well and yeah that's where you can get hold of me and i also on the website you can subscribe to my 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 newsletter which i send out weekly but it will change you monthly so that's how you can get hold of me and i am on facebook also now everybody y'all know that I'm going to have all the details, the website information, the social media handles and stuff like that in the details of the um, podcast so therefore if you missed anything or if you missed um, how to spell anything or what links exactly just go um, to the details of the podcast click on the links whatever because Junette is spelled J-U-N-E-T and then Otto O-T-T-O so that's J-U-N-E-T O-T-T-O um, just so you will know for your for your own knowledge. Now we're not gonna let you get off without talking about this ebook. What's the title? What what's in it? Go ahead, talk to them. Ah, uh, thank you. The name of the book is Only God Can. That's the name of the book, and the reason why my husband actually chose that book, that um, uh, title, and it came also to a realization to him that. Your marriage cannot survive if you don't have the creator of marriage in your marriage. So you need God as a third person. You don't need uh, your mother. You can speak to her. It's all fine. You don't need a friend. When you have God in your marriage, your marriage is most likely to survive. So yeah, in this book, I write about chapter one in the book actually says, instead of a wife, I was a knight. So I actually share there how I used to be little my husband and how I came to change. So yeah, um, this book is not very big. It's actually just a testimony that I share about my marriage and how God restored it. So um, 
that's why I said earlier that God took my mess and he turned it into a message to me because in this book I actually share yes how can uh, I also share in one chapter how can you get a desire for another man especially if your marriage are rocky and you get someone maybe at work or wherever you always visit that gives you the special attention and makes you feel special and how you can be misled by the enemy and actually fall for them and it can also be like a, a door uh, that you might open through chatting with someone even though it feels innocent to you but it all starts like that so I, I actually share stories inside of the book about uh, people that I came across and people and friends that I people that I know but the names obviously has been changed and the stories have been right. changed a little bit so yeah that's what it's all about all right I don't, want you, I don't want you to get too much of the book away we want people to read it now so <laughs> so Jeanette I um, thank you so very much for being on the show so so I'm, I'm very grateful that you were able to take the time out to talk to me and the listeners because I know it's getting a little late down over there so I want to make sure you get your dinner and all that other good stuff okay like I said, it was it's the morning it's the morning time for me, so I'm about to give me some breakfast or something, some lunch, some brunch. So I want you to leave the listeners with a tip, whatever is on your heart, your mind, your soul, the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, I want to leave them with nothing is impossible. No matter what you're going through in life, not even your marriage, whatever you are going through now. It might be a failing marriage. It might be you not seeing yourself succeeding in a certain project or whatever. I just want to leave you with nothing is impossible. You need to wake up every day as your, your true self. You are your highest power and you can achieve whatever you want to. Whether it is your marriage to be safe, if you just can renew your mindset or shift your focus on the negative and focus on the positive and take steps towards reaching your goals, whether it's a safe marriage, whether it's uh, studying, whatever it is, you can achieve it. Nothing is impossible and nothing is too hard for God. So whatever you ask from Him, He will give it to you. You must just believe all right y'all this has been another episode of yolanda event speaks and y'all heard it from junette auto herself she said nothing is impossible so take that take heed to to those words y'all and we will take and we'll i'll talk to y'all next time all right y'all bye